welcome everybody to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve and I'm joined as usual by Jeff Lipman. Jeff, uh, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, usually, uh, you know, because, you know, we've now gone to like every two weeks or try to go every two weeks on an episode. Um, there's always usually a lot to talk about, but really this is a lot of quality stuff, a lot of meat on the bone today. Um, we got Grand Slam results. Um, I want to make a case for this is where AEW jumps the shark. And we've got to talk about Jade Cargill leaving. Injuries mm-hmm. in AEW. Who's yeah. next to leave AEW? Attendance embe- embellishments. Mm-hmm. WWE releases. And the finalized TKO merger. And what it means for Vince McMahon. Lots to talk about. Well, also there's Vince McMahon's statements, more corporate intrigue. There's this swirling legal issues surrounding Vince McMahon. There's a new TV deal, which you managed to omit from that. Uh, oh, that's right. Moving from Fox to to NBCU for SmackDown, Raw and NXT still unknown. Um, we have we have some buys on pay-per-views. Um, we have a suspension. We have continued rumors about AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery. We have rumors about Warner Brothers Discovery and WWE, which I, I you know, find that a little bit hard to believe. Uh, the, I mean, and today was bus flip day, and I didn't know that we were going to still have bus flip days. Um, you know, that, I mean, but was it really? I mean, let's. Yes. Was it Quincy? Quincy? Uh, what's his name? Adams? Quincy Jones? Yeah, Quincy was Adams, it? MD, um, <laughs> medical coroner. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen, they weren't all superstars. In fact, almost none were. Arguably, none were. Um, some might have been ten years ago, uh, or or even four years ago, um, but they, they weren't. There weren't many surprises or shocks here, but there were still 15 or 20 people who were released today. And that's a bus flip. Um, you know, and we, we don't know. Maybe it'll continue into tomorrow. Maybe it won't. But uh, I'm sure the biggest names were put for today. Anyway, listen, uh, you know, start where you like. I mean, we have some new champions also, um, mostly in the minor leagues, Ring of Honor, NXT. Um, but uh, yeah. We got yeah, Steampunk news. We got Daniel Bryan news. We got Matt Riddle in trouble again. I, I mean, we got The Rock. He's in. He's out. Oh, that's he's right. Shit, I even forgot about The Fucking Rock. <laughs> we, we got the writer strike is over. Now, the actor strike isn't over, but the mac- actors were mostly in solidarity with the writers, so the actor strike should, should resolve pretty quickly. And, you know, and also, what does that do for Cena's, you know, new I'm ready for WWE for, you know, two months scheduled? You know, does that change that? Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a time. It's going to take some time for the uh, uh, the the writing to catch up with the actor's strike. You know, if if we well, recall correctly, the, mean, the the writer strikes happened first, and then it was like the actors were still acting because they still had content to act upon, and then they ran out of content, and then they went they on were, strike too. They were also guilty. There's plenty of projects that, that Meh, still have things to act on, including Peacemaker too. And there's there's plenty of movies that stop mid 
and TV shows that stop mid-production that, that they don't need any new writing. I mean, they could do rewrites and things like that or, you know, script adjustments, but there's plenty of things that stop mid, mid-production. Yes, there, at some point there will be a supply chain issue where there's a, a lag of new content and, you know, what'll happen? They'll just buy a bunch of shows from the BBC or, or from each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I want to start at is let's go chronologically backwards. Let's go. Let's start with AEW Grand Slam. Sure. Um, I I I think that this is it, uh, Jeff. You know, leading into Grand Slam, you had All In, All Out, very sloppy booking, right? You had last minute booking. You you, I I want to say that people were. <laughs> not too happy with the card heading into Wembley stadium because there was hopes that it would be, you know, the young bucks versus FTR, Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan or Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. And none of that came to fruition. Well, you did have the young bucks versus FTR. Well, you, you had that, right. But you, I think people thought it would be more like a blood feud, right? Like, you know, they, they, tee off of the real life's, you know, animosity, but right. they, they didn't even touch any of that. No, they, they didn't even live up to their prior two matches. I mean, it was, the match was fine, but it, you know, but it wasn't like one for the ages. Right. And so then they hot shot into all out and, you know, that card was rather lackluster. It was, no, that, that was a very strong ring of honor card. Right. <laughs> So then after that, you've got maybe about, what, a week, 10 days grace to till Grand Slam. And they quickly put this show together. Mm-hmm. And while, while working on Wrestle Dream. And while working on Wrestle Dream, which I got to be honest with you guys, that's a horrible fucking name for a wrestling show. Like, I'm going to watch Wrestle Dream. No, Wrestle Dream. So it's an awful name. It's it's uh, and I mean, I don't remember if we talked about it on the show, but you know, it, it's so, supposed to honor the anniversary of Antonio Inoki's death, and but nobody checked with New Japan. They have an event, so most of their big name, <laughs> big names are already tied up. So you know, they'll they'll send over some people. They'll, I mean, you know, probably like Yugi Nagata and like some of their lower tier. Or, you know, older folks that, you know, like the same people filled in at Forbidden Door too, like that Kojima guy. And, and like, yeah, I'm not going to pretend to know the names of a whole lot of Japanese wrestlers. But, you know, your Tanahashis, your, your Okadas, your Naitos, whatever those guys have left in them, they're not going to be doing it you know, over here. Probably the, the best of the Young Lions won't be. So, yeah. And, I mean, there's a few matches announced for the card. And there's been a few people who have been... This is hardly the most important thing, but I I tweeted today and I've been thinking about the last few days is that, but it does tie in because when you don't see people on WWE TV, you sort of think creative has nothing for them. And that definitely ties into the release because if you thought about a lot of people you haven't seen on TV within the last few weeks or months, except for maybe once or twice or in a battle royal or even Mm -hmm. not in a battle royal, a lot of them ended up on the release list. I mean, uh, there's a few that didn't. I mean, them so, like Cedric Alexander hasn't been named. Cameron Grimes hasn't been named. Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano, haven't seen them. But you know, you can't fire everyone. You need you need people to lose also. Um, 
But when AEW, when you don't see people, it's not usually because creative is nothing for them. Those those folks complain. It's usually because it's a secret injury. And I'm building towards this because, not that I care about this guy, but Wheeler Yuta hasn't been wrestling much the last several weeks. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen Wardlow in months. Uh, And some stories have come out that there is an injury. He's been dealing with injuries and he's not able to get over it. But Kenny Omega hasn't been wrestling for a while. And I think that there's a secret injury there, too. Plus, now we have the overt injuries that that I'm sure you're going to mention that that there were two major ones last night, potentially major ones. John Moxley, your favorite, who got concussed. And everybody's reporting on what John Moxley did or didn't say afterwards. And I would just opine that. He's concussed. What he said doesn't matter. His brain was scrambled eggs. Uh, so let, let's give him a few days before we hear what he has to say and, and not rely on it, um, for better or for worse. And Adam Cole apparently went to the hospital over what looks to be a hamstring injury, um, or maybe it's a knee. Or, uh, or a rolled ankle or a, to- or, a, or a rolled knee. Like, who knows? I guess it could be any of those things. Um just by you know, they have this awkward ramp thing, and that's a, and that's what they're saying. They're saying Moxley hurt himself when he dove off that ramp or fell off that ramp. Um, it wasn't the ring. Now we all saw the moves the Phoenix put on, and one of them looked like a knock Moxley plumb out. So I don't believe anyone that says that the other one is because. Of, but by the way, there's no limit on the amount of concussions you can get in, in one day. So he could have well <laughs> suffered one concussion there and then on a the ramp. one, you know, five minutes later, which makes it worse. And then the ref counts to three. Clearly, he could have counted to 17. He stops. He pretends like he's checking the shoulders. There's no space between his fingers and his shoulders. And then Phoenix decides to do another move. And then they count to three. I mean, I guess uh, you know, obviously, Moxley wasn't supposed to lose this belt that he just he just you know uh, beat Orange Cassidy after this you know thirty one right. defense streak. He wasn't supposed to lose the the title after two weeks. I guess somebody called an audible. They're saying Moxley did, but I don't believe. I mean, somebody probably spoke into Rick Knox's ear. Just change the title. Um, but usually, no, 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 no. You could you could actually see. Champions. Hold on, since we're talking about this now, Jeff, it it. You could clearly tell, you know, Moxley is a, a well-trained uh, professional in ring, right? You know, he's a master of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he knows to call an audible, and this is what it sounds like. We've got audio of the audible. Hold on. Let me get it ready for you. Okay. One, two. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded like. Wow. It's like I was there. I know, right? Mm-hmm. John Moxley is a complete buffoon. I, we've talked about this many a time, right? Like mostly you, but yeah. No, Jeff. Like, let's be real. He's an idiot. He's he's <laughs> just a complete fucking idiot. Like, the things that he does in the ring are stupid. Like, they they don't make the match any better. He's reckless um, with himself. He's reckless with himself. He's got reckless ideas. He thinks he's a, he's an in ring genius. Like, he thinks he's I don't know. Uh, Dean Malenko in the ring and he's really, you know, Ed Ferrara. He's, 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 he's an idiot. Ed Ferrara. <laughs> right. He's not even Russo level. He's like, no, he's below, close to Russo. below, below Russo in, in, Hey, I got great ideas. Oh, oh. Russo. I thought you were talking about Rusev. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Russo. Vince no. Russo. 
John Moxley has that. He, I mean, listen, John Moxley will will go into any role. That his, his idea is, let's do it. So there's something to be commended for that. But his matches are all the same, and right. whether he's a heel or a face, he acts the same. The BCC, whether they're heels or faces, sometimes changes within minutes, as it did this week on Dynamite Grand Slam. Um, and you could see that they were trying when Claudio lost the, the, the title to Eddie Kingston, who's now a double champion with, with uh, two promotions. He, he's, the, he's the ring of honor. So AEW's minor league champion, and he's the New Japan strong champion, which is New Japan's minor league. Um, so he's, he, anyway, so they're doing that thing. Um, and he goes to shake his hand at the end, you know, to show Eddie the respect that he hasn't gotten for the last 15 yeah. years. So they're trying to make the BCC all faces because Daniel Bryan is out of the, the face of Collision. He's replacing CM Punk. So Moxley also he's, has yeah, to... At this point, he's the face of the entire brand because after after we, we catch everybody up on these injuries, there's but, nobody left. Right. But, the, the, I mean, the ironic thing, because it's, it's really not funny, is that... They're finally trying to get everyone on the same page. It's no longer we're heels in this segment, we're facing this segment, we're trying to ride the line, it depends who we're facing. They're all now in face positions. They've all, they're all in a position now where they've got a Claudio shakes the hand, Moxley you know, lost in a, in a match to a fan favorite, okay, he moves on. Brian, you know, he's a face, everyone loves him. Yuta doesn't matter, he's, he's not. And Moxley concusses himself. Now, listen, we don't know if this concussion is going to keep him out Three days, three weeks, three months. We we have no idea. Um, yeah, no, we do. We do, Jeff. Power. We do. Right. We we do. John Moxley's a complete idiot, right? I've said this before. I said this within the next the last five minutes. I can't say it enough. He's gonna be back. Will he? Should he be medically cleared? With without a doubt, the answer is no. He should sit uh, several plays out, and by plays, I mean don't come back till spring. And that's not Moxley's way. There's no real medical protocol or, or regimen in AEW. We, Cornette called it a sloppy shop from the jump. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was a great proof of that. Like, I thought pile drivers were banned in AEW, and yet here you have a sit-down pile driver that pretty much almost could have paralyzed John Moxley. I don't think any moves are banned in AEW. I think they just allegedly need to be pre-approved. And I think certain people have the pre-approval embedded in who in their status. Phoenix? Already. You think Phoenix has a pre-approval? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, he's in the original and whatever. I mean, the luchadors are sloppy. And, and listen, see, I remember years ago, people tell me Phoenix is one of the best in the world. I've never really thought he was one of the best. Well, I've never been a Phoenix hitter. I like Phoenix. I like Phoenix from Lucha Underground. But he's, he's a sloppy worker. He's dangerous to himself. And he's not a particularly big guy. And Moxley for AEW is a big guy. You you can't have – this is what happens when you have people who are both sloppy and you have – the referee is either dumb or doesn't have the authority to stop a match or doesn't have the balls to, to call back the back, what am I supposed to do here, or whatever the case might be. But then you have Phoenix – who isn't the strongest guy with Moxley, who's a much bigger guy, probably outweighs him by 80 pounds, and he's doing two power moves on him after the guy's been knocked loopy twice, and they know it. it it's right. bad. It's just, it's just stupid all around. And I'm not saying luchadors are stupid all around. That's ridiculous. But I, I think in the moment, you don't really think. And, and, I, you know, and I think the training is just to go, go, go. 
and, and worry about things later. And Phoenix, who certainly doesn't care that much about his own body, um, and knows that Moxley's, you know, wants to finish the show, you know, and Rick Knox isn't taking control. I mean, they all have their adrenaline going, but Rick Knox is supposed to be the one who takes control. That's that's the ref's job. And if it's not the ref's job, it's the people in the back. And that's basically Tony Khan. He should be yelling into his ear saying, call the match. It's a forfeit. Right. It's a TKO. Uh, and I, I didn't think that Grand Slam was a particularly great show. I didn't think it was a particularly bad show either. I mean, that was a, that you're was. Being, you're being modest. You're being modest. Yeah, no, I mean that that was that was atrocious. The, 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 it was the a shit show. Sequence. You have Eddie Kingston as a champion, like Eddie Kingston. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's, it's a, it's a, it's of two promotions which don't matter. You knew this was going to happen because they want Claudio on AEW. They don't want him wasting time on Ring of Honor. And Eddie Kingston, I mean, less. Well, you know, until he miraculously came back, the last I heard is he quit AEW and was only working in Ring of Honor. So, I mean, you know, so at least now he's the Ring of Honor champion where he wants to be because, you know, because his two best friends aren't speaking to each other. You know, Santana and Ortiz still aren't friends. Right, um, right. You know, and that's fun uh, because that's being played out in public, you know. Anyway, there's more important things to talk about than Santana Ortiz today or or really do you think grand slam obviously eddie kingston was the choice to change him to champion in front of a new york crowd to get a a loud pop right what were your thoughts on that like is is, was it loud enough was it not i mean great the place holds twenty thousand people and the first grand slam had 18 this one had what six thousand tickets sold six five I think by the end they had about ten thousand people in the building, no, but the whole the whole upper bowl was empty. The first the first Grand Slam they they sold out. The second one they had about twelve or thirteen thousand. This time they had two or three thousand less than that. But it's like three days ago they had seventy five hundred tickets sold. They 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 made a lot of pitches. They did a lot of promotion. They did buy one get one free. So I don't know how you want to count those right and give away um, tickets right right. Um, so whatever it was, but as far as the what commentary described as the reaction of the crowd, both on Eddie Kingston's entrance and his winning, was much different than the response. He got cheers, but the place didn't go crazy. And they were saying right. it's going it to go didn't crazy. Erupt. It wasn't like, oh, my God, let's take it right. to the streets. Right. He got cheers, but he didn't. It, it wasn't like when CM comes out, cheers. Frankly, it's not like when Danhausen comes out, cheers, you know, or when the, the Briscoes used to come out, cheers. Like there, there, there were bigger pops last night than, than Eddie Kingston got. And, you know, he's a hometown guy, sort of. But, you know, he's 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 a f- fan favorite of a certain niche of fans, of a certain segment of fan. Um, but he's, he's, you know, whatever. This is his first and only world championship, if it counts as a world championship. Now he's got two belts, so he can feel good about himself. Congratulations, Eddie. It took you 20 years to get two minor league belts uh, in, in a company that you spent half your time crying about how sad you were. Do you think that now with the two belts, if he straps them together, they can actually fit around his waist properly? Not a chance. Oh, that's sad. Maybe if he puts enough tools in there to take up some of that, that liminal space. <laughs> um, let's move on to Jericho versus Guevara. This match was poorly booked. Like, how do you have Jericho win the match? Good question. Like, shouldn't this have been booked pretty much as a mirror image of Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar? Like, 
you can have a three, three, three matches. Guevara wins the first match. Jericho's pissed that the the, the young guy one upped him. He just completely buries the guy after the match, heals it up, leading to the second one. Jericho wins the second one, and then Guevara wins the third one. Why? What? What is the purpose of this? Jericho just winning this? Well, yes, you're right. Secondly, this should have been booked before the four pillars angle. I mean, right. Sammy Guevara should have won the feud, should have turned on Chris Jericho and won a feud against Chris Jericho before the whole four pillars thing. It didn't make any sense because he was still just a sidekick. Um, you're absolutely right. This, this made no sense. Like the cheating and Don Callis could, should have been for Sammy Guevara to sneak the win. Nobody cares about Sammy Guevara. And he wasn't turning heel because he wasn't exactly face. And Jericho wasn't exactly face, but he was the one who looked like he was doing a trajectory towards face. Um, mm-hmm. And why would Don Callis want the guy who lost the match? Why would you want the loser? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want the winner? It doesn't make any sense. And then if, if Guevara is the face... He should win the feud. I mean, in AEW logic, who knows? They do everything backwards, so that's right. extra coin. But you're right. He should win the feud. So what's the point? So now they have to have three more matches, so it'll be 2-2, <laughs> but that'll be the end of the feud, which makes no sense. Jericho, the face, will lose, and Guevara will be the heel, and it won't elevate him because he'll have the aid of Takeshita and Callis, so and and nobody cares about him anyway. He gets no reaction, right. so right. It, it, he's going to be exactly where he's been the entire time, which is tied to Chris Jericho one way or another. This guy, I want to say, like two years ago when he had what was it, the TNT title? Yeah, the guy felt it, the guy felt important, and then yeah. after he lost that title, you know, and then got punched in the face by Andrade, I feel it's been just. You know, pun intended, a nosedive. Like, it's, it's, it, it, his booking has been horrible. Well, also, ever since he met Ty Conti and, you know, and then left his own fiance, you know, Ty Mello, right? He, he, you know, for a while he started getting into better shape. He started to put on size. Now he's back to, you know, what he was when he was 19 years old. He was wearing a panda on his head. I mean, so obviously he doesn't care. He doesn't need to do very much. Um, he's an, he's an utterly unlikable person. He has no charisma. He can't cut a promo. He's not a particularly interesting wrestler. And even if we thought he was five years ago, they have 30 other guys that can do all the same things he can do. Some better, some right. worse. Um, right. So he's not even special in the promotion. And he has been Jericho's psychic the entire time. And that's where he remains four and a half years later. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to move on to another project. And that project isn't Danny Garcia. For, and that's something they keep trying to recycle these failed projects. Um, but their faithful doesn't, doesn't care. I mean, three years in a row, the attendance in, in Grand Slam has gone down. Three years in a row, the viewership has gone down. But it's the best viewership they've had in six months. So they're taking it as a win. Okay, I get it. A company claims your wins whenever. But the fans are, ta- are, are acting like it's a win, too. Like they, like they also live in La La Land. I don't expect the promoter to say, huh, we're really on a downward spiral, but the, this show, see, you know, but, but we've, we've hit a hot patch lately and we're trajectories going up. I don't expect them to, you know, be sort of realistic and put a positive spin. I expect them to be all sales, all PT Barnum. Everything is great. Um, but yeah, the, 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 this, this match also was crappy. Um, yeah. 
And I was surprised Jericho won. He shouldn't have won. And if he won, he, you know, he's the one who should have joined, joined the Callus family. And, you know, when Sammy came up to hug him, he's the one who should have punched Sammy out. I mean, then Sammy is the, is the face and he goes over on Jericho and the, and gets over as a face on mean old Jericho. But people like to sing Judas. So they're, you know. <laughs> oh, and they, they have like some rapper rap him down. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know who that was. Like, why? Like, why does Tony Khan keep waste money? And I, I you know, can. I've been hearing whispers of this, and finally someone put it to me in concrete. Like, apparently, Andrew Zarian, John Alba, and Eric Bischoff, through people Eric Bischoff knows, are convinced that Warner Brothers Discovery owns 30% of AEW. And I understand that they're $55 billion in the hole, and, and they did that by making bad decisions. But that was the old management. Um, and the new match, I just don't see that as realistic. I'm wondering if they're confusing equity with royalties. Like they get 30% of pay-per-view revenue or, thir- you know, they get 30% of uh, ad revenue or sponsorships or, or whatever. And they're confusing that type of royalty, that kind of revenue split with equity. Because I don't see Warner Brothers Discovery wanting it. I don't see them being in a buying position for anything, period. And if they did own them, why wouldn't Ring of Honor be on TV? Why wouldn't AEW already be on Max? Why wouldn't Ring of Honor be on Max? I mean, if they owned it, why wouldn't they want it all over their goddamn place? Why wouldn't they rerun these shows, you know, three times a week, you know, at, at two in the morning on some of their other stations? I mean, it, they, they'd want to squeeze every piece of revenue out of it if they if they had an ownership piece in it. Um, so, it, you know... Companies make really bad decisions, so I, I can't eliminate it. But mm-hmm. it it doesn't sound smart to me. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't pass the this makes any sense test on any level. Yeah. No. And I guess maybe maybe I don't mean to keep like monopolizing this, but why would they let Tony Khan keep spending like a drunken sailor on things like a rapper for a guy like Sammy Guevara? Why would they let him like license Queen songs and Metallica songs when they're, when they're losing tens of millions of dollars a year? They wouldn't, they just wouldn't do it. So it does, it doesn't make any sense. Well, if Warner brothers already owns the music, then that makes sense, but they don't own the music. But maybe, maybe it's not their money that he's spending. Maybe it's his money. Again, that to your point, right? So, so you're saying that? Yeah, I mean, it is possible, except they're not that smart because we've seen some of the illegal acts. It's possible he does everything under Ring of Honor, and then and then Ring of Honor assigns it or licenses it to AEW for zero or one dollar. <laughs> I mean, it's entire, that is entirely possible. That seems like a lot of paperwork for a company where their chief counsel seems to rather spend their time going to Universal Studios with the talent than than doing work. <laughs> All right, no, no we're going to get emails about uh, how, how you're you're copying Jim Cornette and uh, I'm copying Jim Cornette, but but, but uh, you know, but like insinuating him, I'm, that I'm, she's I'm, I'm I'm a step below him. I'm not saying that she's fooling around with anyone. I, I'm I'm just saying that she, she's she like hangs out. At she seems Studio. to be more more a fan than an executive. Um, let's let's pivot before we wrap up the the Grand Slam stuff. But let's pivot to this. Um, Talk about the merge, not the merger. The that was TKO, Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh-huh. So they announced earlier in the week that they're they've got this 
synergy deal with Bleacher Report and that they're going to show different type of sports through Max, but it's an add-on, right? right? I think it's $10 a month or something like that. Yeah, it's going to be their and, sports tier. It's going to be free for 30 days. And if you want to keep it, it's $9.99 a month. Right. And then you get some some extra stuff like, uh, I don't know, college football or some shows or and whatnot. <laughs> They listed all the all the sports and all the leagues that they're affiliated with, and then oh right, right, right. There's like NHL, NBA right. games, like mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But nowhere is it mentioned that AEW. And again, Andrew Zarian was supposed to say, "Oh, you know, the Max deal is is locked in." Right. Nowhere does this, and it's a WB discovery. It doesn't say it press, in the press release. release. It doesn't say it on the webpage. It doesn't say it. I'm a Max. I have Max. It doesn't say right. it on the solicitation email they sent me where they proudly listed everything that, that they had on there. So no, it, it's not part of it. And everyone's telling me yet. And John Alba today, today being Thursday, September 21st, said to me, well, that's because they didn't have the infrastructure. I'm like, hey, they do have the infrastructure because they just announced it yesterday through BR. They have the infrastructure. They didn't have the infrastructure before to show multiple live events at one time. They do now, but they never needed to do that with AEW. They were perfectly capable of, of showing one live event every four to six weeks. I mean, I've watched concerts on Max. I've watched, I you know, Broadway shows on HBO Max during COVID. But there's, uh, well, there's, I think I saw the Trans Siberian Orchestra on on that at some point. Anyway, they, you know, like concerts I wouldn't pay to see, but they they broadcast on HBO Max when it was HBO Max. They have the capacity to do things. I think like the Bee Gees was a concert one, and I, I think they had like the Eagles or someone at some point. Anyway, they you know, they, they, they show like shows that you know maybe I wouldn't pay to see, but. Eh. It's on TV. Why not? Nothing was new on COVID. Whatever. They, 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 but as of yesterday, they had the infrastructure to show as many things as they wanted. And it doesn't matter because AEW is still only one pay-per-view every, what, four to six weeks most of the time on average? Right. But there's this rumor that they're going to go I to like – I, I don't understand when people say they don't have the infrastructure, and they do, and it doesn't matter. The infrastructure you need for that – already existed for what what for what the product is and what it might be i agree with you i agree with you but i also think like based upon this press release like if you read it right they're they're giving you a bunch of bullet points there's one two three four five six seven there's like 10 bullet points here but it's all like heavy hitter stuff right it's major league baseball postseason nhl regular season nba nba in season tournaments the nhl winter classic the All-Star Game for NBA, NCAA Division I Championships, including Final Four National Championships, all heavy Stanley Cup playoffs, all this big stuff. The last bullet point, the, the worst of the, the dregs of the bullet points, is upcoming installments of the match, a premier golf event, and U.S. Men's National Soccer, and Women's Soccer. If they add AEW, doesn't it like diminish the credibility of like the the sports package? Like we've got the MLB, NBA, NHL, AEW. Like, well, I don't know if it does or if it doesn't. You know, I, I, Jeff, come on. No, I don't, know. I, I don't know, and I don't care because the point is, it's not there. And not only is it not there, there's not a bullet point that says and much more. 
for more exciting editions to come. It's after- because that that that'd be that'd be uh, marketing uh, fraud because you know it's not exciting or or more to come. Well, Tony would be excited. He's excited about I mean, everything. He, he's excited about doing that Danny Garcia dance, which he looks like uh, <coughs> a lonely virgin doing. Like it's so sad. Yeah, no, his his his, his dancing was abhorrent. Um, okay, so so getting back to Grand Slam, yeah, this women's match, mm-hmm. whoa, another another bomb. Like, what's the point? Um, well, I don't know. I think that the the outcome on this was not so predictable. Um, I think that a lot of times Paige's areolas were showing, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, I think that Tony Ka- Tony Storm's character is act. I mean, it's actually coalesced into like in the beginning, it looked like she was just like a hot mess, but then it co then it's like is she like becoming a starlet? Like she thinks she's a Hollywood starlet from like the forties, and that's what it is. And I think that her character work is good. I mean, the, 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 this is working for her, um, and then she loses. Um, but I don't get, I mean, you know, the, you know, she tried to kiss Paige to surprise her and through her win. That that was interesting. Um, I don't know. I, that's, to me, this was the best match of the night. And and when the best match on an AEW card is the women's match, great for the women, but that's trouble for the promotion. Now, there's a lot of people out there saying MJF versus Samoa Joe was better. And I agree with you, it was better, except there was not a single solitary second leading up to this match or during this match that I ever thought that Samoa Joe had any shot in hell of beating MJF. Right. I I think Tony Storm should have won the match. She's she's got a lot more attention, and she's really getting over with this new version of herself. Who knew that she needed to repackage herself? But fuck it, we're here, and it's appetizing. But why not give her the title? Like, what's Soraya, what's Soraya doing? I don't know. I guess the I, – I, I don't know. But, I mean, did I mention that, like, parts of her areolas were showing? You did, but there's been a lot of areolas showing this week in women's wrestling. Like, there's uh, Lacey Evans, uh, no, that, uh, OnlyFans. You, you have to subscribe to something for that. I don't do that stuff. No, you um, don't. There's the, the, the pictures are already out there. I'm not looking at the, those pictures. Yeah, I'm do, a good yeah, boy. Yeah, um, yeah, you are. I'll send them to you. Wink, wink. I don't want you to. I, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. I mean, listen, you're supposed to want her to win and let her have to climb and chase for it a little bit. Now that her character, and now that and now that she was reaching for Soraya and, and uh, Ruby at the end, and they sort of abandoned her, and now she's in the loser category too. All right, so, you know, let her have her Cody adventure. I mean, Soraya's utterly unlikable. Ruby can't really do much as, uh, except as a sidekick anyway. She's an adequate wrestler, but she's not great. So this is fine. I mean, I mean... If you want me to say something nice about AEW, and I know you don't, but I will anyway. In the last three or four weeks, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this out anyway. Okay, good. Uh, there have actually been some women's stories that have not been directly related to the title. So there's a little feud between Britt and Hikaru Shida. There, there's a, there's a few other rivalries here or there, and I'm not saying that like things are changing and then everything's on the move, but. At least there's some efforts, um, but not even. I, I had I didn't have any problem with this match. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Okay, if you say so. Um, Listen, it was better than Roderick Strong and Adam Cole's acting. Right. I mean, but I mean, Roderick Strong's acting has just got awful. Um, before hard. we move off of the women, again, a lot of people talking about: oh, Is this going to be where we're going to see Sasha Banks? Is it Mercedes Monet? 
or Edge. No Mercedes Monet or Edge, but we, come on, Edge Edge was a long shot. No, no, I, I Mercedes Monet. Edge is, I don't think Edge's contract is over until October. It's just he had no more matches in, until that time. But yeah, no, Edge, I, I, Edge, I would have been extraordinarily surprised based on what I just said. Sasha, I was sort of expecting her to be there, and I think her not being there was was a disappointment. I think people were expecting that. I don't think it would have made a damn bit of difference in, in the medium term or the long term, but I think people were expecting that. They were all primed to expect, especially after she showed up at, at what was it, All In in, in Wembley, where she was. Right. So she, for her not to she's be in- there, you know, and with Soraya winning, you would think that like her rival, you know, or a rival anyway, you know, would, would, would come out and, you know, now it's two against two, right? But no. So that was a bit of a surprise and a letdown and a relief at the same time, I guess. I, I don't have strong feelings about do you it. Think- I was expecting it and it didn't happen. Jeff, do you think that they really signed Mercedes Monet, or do you think they just paid her for the one-off to just sit in the audience and add prestige to this show? Neither. I think she bought a ticket. Oh, you think she legit bought a ticket and they just showed her because they were like, oh, let's show her on TV? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So you, so, so you don't think that that was like staged by Tony? Hey, we're paying. She, she, was, she was up in one of the upper, de- you know, one of the higher decks. It's not like she was ringside. Or in a or in a right. luxury box, right? But, but you know, G- Tony bought, bought like ten ten thousand of those tickets. So I understand. He, it, it easy that he could have just gave her the box. It might have been a free ticket, or maybe one <laughs> of the people gave it to her. But no, I don't think it was. I don't think it was prearranged. I think. That, okay. I think that someone said, "Hey, by the way, Tony, you know, uh, uh, Sasha's going to be here, and she's sitting in you know row two oh seven. Yeah. Do you think that? She's coming to AEW, or do you think that's a long shot? I think she wants to. I don't I, think so. I, I, well, I mean, listen, she you don't get paid a lot in stardom, and they already paid her more than they want to, and that contract was short-term, so it's over. So she's on for her appearance. Uh, she broke her ankle, you know, like her third match. So she can't she can't really think that that's great. Um you know, she's not going to impact because they pay $60,000 a year, um, if that. So what else is available? She doesn't want to go back to WWE because, you know, then they'll look like she lost and she's very prideful. And she's got Disney and other stuff, so she doesn't need to. So, yeah, I think a, I think she's working AEW to hire her. And AEW maybe is showing restraint, maybe not. But last night would have been the, the time to debut her. Um, I don't... I don't you know, it's tough because they hire so many X people and now there's, you know, 15 more. And all it does is take spots maybe temporarily of other people. But there's there's so few women wrestlers to get prominent spots there um, to just have Mercedes walk in there and, and instantly, you know, be in a feud with Chris Statlander or, or Soraya. I mean, is you know, might might seem unfair, but that would that would be what's best for business, except I don't actually think it would, you know, you might get 40,000 new viewers like the first three weeks and then they go away because nobody cares about women's wrestling. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's talk about this last match. MJF versus Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people said match of the night. Some people said they could have done better. Your thoughts. 
I guess both those things are right. I mean, I didn't think it was the match <laughs> of the night because I, I never thought that the, the the result was in doubt. It's just how they got there. Uh, you know, there was a nice little story in the story how Samoa Joe tried to cheat so that when MJF cheated, Samoa Joe actually respected that. Adam Cole seemed to have mixed feelings about it. You know, they had that little... Uh, Harkening back to the uh, Mean Joe Green Coke commercial with the kid with MJF, and he told the he goes, "I'm adopted." Uh, you know that, that. So, so they're like, you know, MJF is still a heel at heart. Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, and then Samoa Joe shook his hand at the end, either meaning that yeah, I, I acknowledge you in the heel fold, or it's Samoa Joe and he's turning face too for God knows what reason. Um, but it doesn't matter. Heel or face, people always cheer Joe. So I guess you might as well lean into it. Um, that's one of the problems they've made. One of the mistakes they've made several times is trying to put people that are trying to get over in feuds against Joe. And no, it doesn't matter. Joe loses matches. He, he's evil. People still chant Joe and say, Joe was going to kill you. And they, and they love saying it. What, it was a well-worked match, but never for a single solitary second did I think that MJF was losing the title to Samoa Joe, uh, who's 43 injury-prone and the Ring of Honor TV champion who just lost to CM Punk, so there's no way they're having him beat MJF a month later. And the only thing of note that really comes out of this is that Adam Cole in some sort of freakish accident you know, up, right up there with Athena rupturing her Achilles, Achilles chasing the 24-7 title in, in this idiotic side story of Roderick Strong and the Kingdom um, does something to his leg that required him to go to the hospital. Um, and listen, we know he's brittle. We know he's small. We know he's been injured a lot. Nobody really wants him to be, but it just keeps happening. Um, he's actually, I mean, like I can tell, he's been going to the gym. His arms are more muscular. They're still flowing. They're still spindly. But at least, but the least, but there's at least definite. There's at least lines there uh, where they're there used lines. to be lines. Um, the legs. His legs still look like spaghetti. Oh, well, I yeah, you know, I'm not really giving him the one over. But anyway, you, you, the, the thing is, is that who who knows what this injury again? He's got he's you know he's had concussion issues. He's had leg issues he's got this leg issue he's got he didn't he injure his shoulder a bunch of times i i don't know i I feel like he you're right he is brittle you know what jeff this wouldn't have happened if he was a manager it wouldn't have happened if he was a manager it also wouldn't have happened if if he didn't feel like he had to jump off and and pretend that he was so concerned about max's neck because whose neck do i care about more max's or Roderick Strong's is a story. Nothing involving Roderick Strong is important. Nothing involving Roderick Strong has <laughs> ever been important outside of Ring of Honor. And I will go further that nothing in Ring of Honor was ever really important. And I'm saying that as a Ring yeah. of Honor fan. I mean, Ring of Honor is never all that important. It's like, it's like impact. Nothing's really important. So MJF wins this match. Yeah. Um, Jeff. CM Punk shows up in Chicago. He sells out the place. He sells out the United Center multiple times. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, he shows up in Seattle with AEW. They sell out Seattle. Yeah. MJF comes to his hometown, and he's the world champion. Uh-huh. And he can't sell this place out. Correct. Is that a black eye on MJF? No one will see it that way, but yeah, it is. I mean, M- MJF is a draw for the people who are already drawn to to AEW. And he's someone that, that other fans can say, 
Yeah, he's the best thing about AEW, but I don't think he adds any new eyes. Right. He just doesn't. I mean, he's just not big enough. He's got the personality. He has the looks. His build is good, but he's just not big enough. He's he's he might be five ten. Hmm. All right. So, so let's recap here. Eddie Kingston is one of your champions. Ray Phoenix is one of your champions. Moxley is out on the shelf because of a concussion. Um, don't forget. Um, and Adam Cole, one of your main faces that is supposed to be chasing the world title is now on the shelf with some undisclosed leg injury. Right. And also one half of the ring of honor tag team champions. Right. So there's injuries galore to the upper card of AEW. Mm-hmm. They lost CM Punk. They fired him. Right. Jeff, Malachi who do Black, they have? Where can we found Andrade in, in some sort of nowheresville one-time few with Scorpio Sky, who he beat so cleanly. Uh, Rusev, God knows what he's doing. Hobbs is still walking around writing a book. Wardlow is completely missing. Um, Who's stepping up, Jeff? Who's stepping up? If Moxley's out for a prolonged period of time, Kenny Omega, as you mentioned earlier, probably an undisclosed injury. Right. Um, Who's stepping up here? Obviously, Daniel Garcia. Oh, my God. Imagine that, Jeff. Swerve, who loses every feud, his gang that loses every feud, Keith Lee, who barely wrestles, we're not sure if he can, A.R. Fox, who was getting a push and has now disappeared, I, I'm not sure which one is worse, uh, you got Darby and Nick Wayne, Nick Wayne, who is always the least watched segment, on, on TV, who who makes Orange Cassidy look like Hercules. Um, yeah. No, it's... It, it's it's actually sort of ridiculous. It's dire straits for AEW, no? Like it's it's dire straits. Could be, could could be. I mean, have to figure something you, out. You're right. Like you know, MJF. You know, granted, they popped a number. They popped nine twenty five last night, which is better than the eight eighty that they had last 984. week. Nine eighty four. Right. So, you know, they they don't get squashed by, by NXT. I was really hoping that it was going to happen. I was too, but I, I knew that the grand slam thing was going to get him a bump. Um, no Jade. Let's talk about Jade. Cause Jade weird booking with Jade. J- you know, Jade's contract is up. Right. You but know, it, she hasn't Brian's re- last year. He announced this is his last year full time. Yes. He's another, he's another idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I guess this must run with people with multiple concussions that they're just complete idiots. Like I already, you know how I feel about his match with Okada and how he's an idiot for breaking his arm. Right. Um, but here you have him in a press conference. He commits to his daughter that when she turns, what was it? Seven, seven. that he'll stop, stop wrestling full time. And He's already lying to the kid because now in a latest interview, he's like, well, I'm not going to, I don't think I could ever really stop wrestling full time. Um, I'll probably do it, you know, once in a while, special occasions, special matches, maybe for 
wrestle dream. Mm-hmm. But um, he's he's a hypocrite. He's he, he said he was going to retire, and now he can't retire because he just he's he's like uh, what is it, Randy the Ram? He just can't give it up. Um, he's like a lot of people. I mean, a lot of them are on AEW's rosters. A lot of them are on WWE's rosters. There's people that, that just can't give it up. Yep. So, um, you, Jade leaves for WWE. You, so, you, again, the one woman that looked like a million bucks and someone that could be a crossover star. We've talked about this, Jeff. Right. They dropped the ball with her. They don't know how to book her. They don't know how to really book any people of color quite frankly. And they fuck it up. And so she takes her ball. She says, fuck this. I got some notoriety. I'm going to take it to WWE and they're going to make me a superstar. Also, I mean, you know, Endeavor owns the talent agency that represents. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to dispute something that you said. I don't really think that AEW fucked it up. I mean, they, they gave her like a what, 75 and zero win streak and a title that she held basically her entire career. I mean, they just didn't train her up to be a great professional wrestler, but she still became a star because she's, you know, she's a four tool player, but on those four tools, she's 10 out of 10 on all of them. So it just shows you the wrestling isn't all that important, but she knows that she could never, she could and should be a superstar in show business in the real world and that's yeah. not going to happen in the from the AEW platform it just isn't and she knew it and so she's going to go to WWE platform and she will be a, a, a superstar i mean her her worst case scenario is to be lana that, that that's a worst case scenario who you know has a little bit of a movie career a little bit Right, I think your 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 the embellishment is strong with you tonight. Her more um, likely worst case scenario, though, is to be like a a Becky Lynch who you know is on billions and is on shows here and is on you know you know uh, guest stars on a kids show or you know hosts. Uh, show. But she's going to have other events. First of all, the way she looks for being on fitness magazines. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm sure that, you know, the, the people of color community is going to adopt her into the, the, those showbiz circles to portray her for good reason. I mean, her, you know, her and Bianca both look like superwomen. I mean, there's a money matchup just in in just that card alone. Imagine the the, the graphic for Jade versus Bianca. I mean, sure, in I mean, ring, it's a WrestleMania moment right there. It's Hogan versus Andre all over again. The, but the Green Hulk versus Red Hulk. I mean, it, it's it. I mean, they look like superheroes. Both of them. They look like superheroes. I mean, the, yeah, right? They'll they'll put her. I mean, she'll work with Charlotte. She'll they'll work with more seasoned people like Charlotte first. I'm so excited know. to see her work with Charlotte. Like yeah. them two, those two hosses in the in the ring. Like I'm so excited, Jeff. I think. Personally, they're going to give her the Chris Jericho treatment. Chris Jericho, 30 years ago, when he debuted on Monday Night Raw, was the one guy that was in the couldn't couldn't crack out of the mid card or the low card of Monday Nitro. He was frustrated, upset, furious. Everybody, but he was turning heads. He was, you know, all people could talk about um, in what was social media back then, which was like AOL chat rooms. But when he leaves to go to WWE, they make him a superstar immediately. He felt like a big deal with the countdown clock. 
coming out and doing a one-on-one with the rock. Y2J. Like he, Y2J. He felt like a big deal. And WWE did that on purpose. We now know through like all these interviews is that they purposely made Jericho feel like a million bucks because they wanted to attract other WCW names to come over and say, see guys, if you come over to us, we'll, we'll make you a million bucks. I told you this a year and a half ago about Cody. And, and this is exactly what they're going to do with Jade. They're going to give her everything. They're going to give her the big entrance there. I wouldn't be surprised if she, um, everybody's, uh, fantasy booking Bianca to join Montez Ford and, um, and, uh, Bobby Lashley's, uh, crew. I think Jade's going to join. I don't think it's going to be Bianca. I don't know that they need to have a, a, a woman's involvement in that. But I mean, first of all, we don't really know what Bobby's crew is going to be or going to do yet. We know what we know what we think they're going to do. Um, but take over WWE. That's what they're going to do. I don't. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, especially now that Bray is gone, I'm, I'm a one man guy. It's just the, I'm ride or die with Bobby. So I'm all for that. But um I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I agree with that, that she's going to be a star. I mean, I think that she'll probably, you know, she'll be at the PC for the next two or three months. They'll, they'll train her up. She'll right. She'll debut at the Royal Rumble. She'll eliminate I like 11 it. people. And then like seven women will gang up on her and throw her out. This is not going to have her win it. Um, but, you know, she'll have one of those cane like, you know, debuts in, in the Royal Rumble and then and do great. Uh, I also think it was it was interesting this week not to do a Jade directly, but. CM Punk was doing commentary on a UFC show, and he said, I've got nothing to do with for two months. Well, what, what's in two months? The Survivor Series in Chicago. And, and Was it a UFC show or was it something else? Yeah, no, that's what he said. And then and then there were stories all over the place that leaked that CM Punk will be taking no legal action against AEW, which last show we were having an argument. You thought he had a strong case. I thought he didn't have a strong case, but one that would make it to court. But this, you know, this is probably being leaked by him, um, which yeah. means that he sold. They 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 gave they either paid his full contract or enough of it. They said, "Fine, I'm going away." No, you know, you want a ninety day non compete fine or seventy five days or whatever. Fine, um, you know, probably yep. probably a mutual non disparagement as well. And uh, you know, but him in Chicago and then then Jade two months later in the Royal Rumble that is enormous. Jeff, if if Jade debuts is a big deal, and there's already rumors about WWE having interest in other guys, mm-hmm. Wardlow, for instance, Ricky Starks, for instance, Ricky Ricky was backstage at a show, right? Yeah, as a guest of Cody's. Yep. Do you think like this is the second coming of you know all the the, the WCW guys jump in? Um, Benoit jumped <laughs> after Jericho. Um, Dean Malenko. I mean, Perry Saturn. Perry Saturn was part of that crew, but he didn't become anybody super famous. But, you know, Chavo, all these guys ended up coming over um, and doing some stuff. If you asked me this yesterday, I probably would have said yes. You asked me today when 20 people just got released and there'll probably be some more drips and drabs tomorrow. And WWE is still known, even with Triple H in charge, even with Endeavor being the owner, that at any point, you and two dozen other of your colleagues can just be let go, you know, without really any notice. Um, I mean, you still get paid for your 30 to 90 days, depending on which contract you're on. Um, I 
think maybe not. I, I think the people who, but I think the people who WWE wants to target, they will target and probably acquire three out of four of them. I'm not saying they're four. I just mean like 75%. I do think there's a very, that they're almost certainly going to get Wardlow. I mean, I, I suspected while well, he gave his notice said in six months, I'm not renewing. And, and that's why they jobbed him. I, I don't think he really has any sort of secret entry. Um, Ricky Starks, I think, is 50-50. I think they're trying to make Ricky Starks feel special, but I think his promo is sort of like Ali's. I think he's telling the truth. When he's frustrated that he keeps he keeps feeling like he's taking steps forward and then has to take steps backwards again and start over again, he's right. And, again, his booking has been backwards, too, because in his match against Daniel Bryan, he should have won that match so, so, that, so that Bryan is chasing him. So Bryan Danielson. So Bryan's chasing him. And and you know then then Ricky goes over you know not not that not that Ricky loses by passing out like a la Stone Cold Steve Austin but stays a heel with a seven foot tall guy I mean after that Stone, right. Stone Cold was a face so they they don't know what they're doing so I understand why Ricky starts is it's like they know how to copycat things but they only know how to copycat the match they, they don't know how to copycat <laughs> the, the story that comes after it. It, it's it's right. it's just weird. So I don't blame Ricky Starks. And let's face it, Collision, I think broke five hundred thousand once in the last five weeks. And you know, there's college football. No Mercy is in one week um, on a Saturday night with half main roster, including Becky Lynch and Dominic Mysterio, um, Baron Corbin. Say what you will about him. Who knows what else? And then the week after is is Fastlane. I mean, so. It, there's a pretty good chance that, that you know, you're going to see numbers in the 300s. I'm sorry. Whatever people think is good enough for Rampage at 10 o'clock on Friday, which you may be right, you may be wrong, but Saturday night primetime is not considered dead zone. Um, and 500,000 isn't good enough and 400,000 isn't good enough. And certainly under that isn't good enough. So, right. Um, and you've got college football fully, fully in, in, in the mix and in the swing too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and like there were teams that weren't exciting in college football, you know, for like Deion Sanders has made Colorado exciting for the first time like in 30 years. So you already have the teams that have these huge followings. Now you have something new like Colorado that's new and sexy. I mean, you already have your Notre Dames, your Ohio's, your Ohio State's, Michigan's, and, you know, all, all your super teams uh, in these super conferences. Yeah. So it yeah Saturday night I mean and Punk's gone the yeah. show was built around Punk right I it, mix all this stuff together Punk and Joe feud but they had one match and, and Joe lost and then Joe lost and his other match I mean it was a, that idiot that guy he goes what's his name the one the only what, is that his Twitter handle it, it, yeah, he's, an, he's a clown he's like oh what to do with Samoa Joe is awesome I hope he can continues to get a monster push. What the hell are you talking about, Monster Push? He loses every match. I mean, okay, you want to say he's in every title match, great, but it's just stupid. If you lose every match, it's not a Monster Push. I mean, you're in a good position, but you're, you know, it, it, it's like Swerve. He, he's in a lot of stuff, but he loses every few. He loses to AR Fox. He loses to Darby Allen. He loses to, to Nick Wayne. I mean, you know, all mm-hmm. he does is lose, and his goons lose too, and now he's going to lose to Adam Page. I mean, you yeah. want to call that a push, okay, but you know he's getting paid and he's on TV, so he's not buried. But it's not exactly like it's not even fifty fifty booking. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. Let's if you mix all of this stuff together, right in a in a in a in a pot, you got AW 
you know, staggering to these, these major shows, right? Uh-huh. The booking, not as hot, right? Yeah. Just kind of fumbling towards them. All these injuries coming out of Grand Slam. Right. The ratings have been tanking for Collision and for Rampage. Locker and room turmoil. Yeah, granted, Matt Perry's still suspended. Right. Locker room tor- turmoil, suspensions, uh, solid talent just jumping ship, and rumors of more to come. Jeff, isn't this the exact same perfect storm that WCW went through right at the tail end? Like, this is it, Jeff. Like, Grand Slam, in my opinion, is when AEW jumped the shark. It's over. This is it's all downhill from here, Jeff. Because what else do they got to look forward to? I don't know when they jumped the shark because I mean jumping the shark means that you did something in storyline. I, I would say that the the scrum, the media scrum, the first one is when things started to go wrong. Maybe when Cody left is when things started, but I think the media scrum was the big one. I don't think anything has been quite right since then. And they've had some spurts, but it's been mostly down. And when it's up, it's because they're they're giving you, I mean, we've had basically three pay-per-view-like events in six weeks. So, you know, of course people are tuning in. Um, you know, and then there's tournament after tournament and this, that, and the other thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, look, as long as you have a billionaire who's willing to keep pay, putting their money into it, uh, you know, that's that's the big difference between WCW, TNA, and 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 AEW. This this kid, as long as he makes a hundred million dollars in revenue and he spends, you know, two hundred million dollars, he's only losing a hundred million dollars a year. I mean, the video game is already unclear, and so it was obviously an object failure. Nobody's talking about it. The pay-per-view buys for All Out, you know, who Tony told us were at least a hundred thousand. Well, Meltzer is now saying we think it's between seventy-five and ninety-five thousand. Well, he always goes high, but, but let's get so whatever it is under a hundred thousand. So now Tony's in his mode where he's adding the two pay-per-views together and saying these are our greatest two pay-per-view averages ever. You know, they're still counting numbers for All In somehow. Um, but let's just say it, it, it turned out that it sold one eighty, whatever. Um, you know, so they're averaging those two together. Fine. Yeah, it's the best pay-per-view month. Congratulations. You did two pay-per-views in a week. Big deal. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the nonsense about the attendance where they where they literally took a victory right. and turned it into a defeat or at least a muddy victory. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's like that that time that the I think it was the Jets beat the Redskins in overtime in the fog game seven six. You know, it, it didn't feel like a win. It's like when the Ravens won, won games only by field goals. You know, they would win a game nine to right. six because they couldn't score a touchdown. Um, so it, it is weird. Um, you know, meanwhile, WWE does the the merger. Yes, they did a bunch of corporate layoffs, which were entirely predictable. They were predicted by us on this show and everyone else with half a brain, because that's what happens when when you have corporations. They know when, when two corporations become one, they don't need two departments. And by the way, some of the people they kept will not be up to it, and they'll bring back some of the people they left, and they'll let go of some of those people. They always over-let go, and they bring back some people, and whatever it is, it you know, it'll be. But that was to be expected. Um, they announced a five-year deal. There's still two more properties on the table. Um, 
$2.8 billion for Raw on NBC, uh, uh, probably on USA, and for NBC Prime Network events per year, like main event or Saturday night's main event, whatever, whatever it's going to, whatever that's going to be. So that's a 1.4 increase. A lot of people are disappointed by, by the amount of the increase. Probably you. You know, I know a lot of people were thinking 1.75 two times. I try, I told you, I told the world, don't expect that. It's going to be less than you think it is. And in our prediction show last year, I, I said that I believe that the sports bubble is going to pop and probably the first victim, if you count to the sports, will be pro wrestling. Um, and nobody wanted to hear it, but here it is. Nevertheless, TV's dying, but they still got a 40% increase. It's still $2.8 billion over five years, and there's still SmackDown and NXT uh, as additional properties. And who, who knows what else? Those other series they put on, like Treasure Hunters and you know, the Stone Cold show and, you know, stuff like that they can produce forever. Um, and they also announced another super show in Perth. It's Elimination Chamber in Perth. Obviously, the city of Perth and the country of Australia is going to pay a lot of money for all their transport and, lo- and logistics. So, again, this is WWE being paid to put on a show in a stadium, not paying rent. So the gate is, you know, all profit. Um so they've had a pretty good day, maybe a slightly disappointing TV number if you were being unrealistic, um, but still an increase. And it was just March day by the releases. But, I mean, I think we should go through the releases, because, unless you want to talk about that, any of these other things in detail, because, I mean, if any of these really hit you as complete, listen, there's... All of us are probably have people here that we don't, we didn't want to see released particularly. That, that we were, I'm not saying we want anyone released, but that we were fans of or like. I want John, I want John Moxley released. Well, he's not on WWE, so so oh, so that, thank um, God. You know that we thought you know we're, we're bound for better things. Um, there might be people that we thought would have been released or should have been released, or, or if there's going to be releases, belonged on it, but. None of these people have been on TV a whole lot on the main roster. A lot of them have been demoted, and it is a demotion generally when you go to NXT, at least, especially for a long while. Not if you're like Becky Lynch doing like a, a you know a six week arc where you're, you know you're just there for a little bit. Um, but I mean, you know, it started with Mustafa Ali, who all sons are tragic. The guy's been asking to be freed for a year. Everybody was was hashtag free Ali. Now he gets released, and, it, and it's a tragedy. This is what he's been asking for. Emma, who's done nothing. Uh, her fiance husband, Riddick Moss, who is generic wrestler number one. Um, Alea, who we haven't seen in a year, and she stunk. Rick Boogs, who is, to me, that's a disappointment. I figure a guy that big and strong with that person, you can always do something with. But he hasn't been on TV in months aside from a battle royal. Why would anyone be surprised? Top Dalla, no one's surprised about that. I think the only surprise is that Ashante and BFAB wasn't, wasn't thrown out with him. I'm glad mm-hmm. for BFAB. I think that, that she has potential, not necessarily as a wrestler, but as some type of personality. Ashanti, somebody's got to lose. Um, Shelton Benjamin, which I think is a bit of a surprise, except for his age. Yeah. And he'll probably do, he'll probably work the indies for a year. He'll probably reunite for Charlie Haas for a while. And then he'll probably come back as an agent coach. Um, 
said Riddick Mall. I can see that. I can see. I can see him as an agent. I, I like the idea of him being there. He will, as, I will, in, I'm saying that right role. now that within two years he will absolutely be working for WWE again in some capacity, uh, and probably yeah. as an employee yeah. with benefits. This and he was he was one of the very few. Sorry to interrupt, Jeff, but he was one of the very few that like in their response. Like I find it very interesting, like the social media response of 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 a, a few of these people, like. Top Dollar posts a picture of him holding a belt and he's naked Ugh. and he's got the belt covering his penis, like, and, and hashtag free. Right. Like, my man, like, what are you doing? Like, is he burning a bridge? about being released a year and a half ago. Right, right. And then they brought him back. Right. And now you think now you're free? Like, okay, right. all right, asshole. Like, he's just, he's see if they phony. ever bring you back. He's a phony. But Shelton Benjamin at least was like, hey, listen, you know, this this is a journey, and you know where there's an ending, there's new beginnings. Very very, you know, uh, nice. You know, he didn't burn any bridges. He was a hundred percent professional, full of right. class, which is exactly what he is. He's smart. Right. He's classy. He also knows he's forty six. He has been in the WWE system mostly on, but off and on since what two thousand? Is he part of that two thousand two OVW class? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So that's yep. 21 years off and on in the WWE system, mostly on. He's made a lot of money. He'll, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, he wasn't going to be part of this new Hurt Business thing. Um, whatever. He's fine. He, he probably said, release me, keep Cedric. He's young. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised right. if that comes out that he said, listen, if you're going to cut one of us, you cut me. I'll be fine out there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, listen, others who Aaliyah, she she had just posted she was promoting the show in Perth and then said, Oops, never mind, I was just released. <laughs> you know. Oh no, that was Emma. That was Emma. Oh, what'd I say? Aaliyah? Yes, uh, that, Aaliyah. Was, that was Emma, right? Um Riddick Moss. And her her her, her husband Riddick Moss, right? Yeah. They just got married, no? Riddick Moss has been taking it pretty well. He's all of a sudden he's all over social media and he's in pretty good, you know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back. Yeah. I mean listen. He looks like a million bucks, but he's not that interesting. He's not that big. He's not that good. He's but he looks right. like if you bought a generic wrestling video game and you didn't pick a wrestler, just a random white wrestler came up, it would look just like him. <laughs> you think he's the silhouette? He's a, he's like the uh, the silhouette like of, a, of a creator wrestler. Yeah. Of a creator He's wrestler. generic white wrestler number one, um, which should should actually be his his next his, his his next name generic his, white wrestler. Name. He should just go by GWW. That that should be your wasn't EC. Isn't that EC 3s gimmick though? No, he is the Overman. Whatever. Um, <laughs> somebody named Amari Miller, who I could have sworn had been released before. Uh, Quincy Elliott, who couldn't have been released fast enough. The guy was terrible. Um, somebody named Bryson Montana. I don't know if it's a man, woman. I know nothing about it. Dana Brooke, who tries really hard, but has never oh, been any good. So sad. She was She's sort great. of interesting in NXT, but someone else can be sort of interesting in NXT in the same role. They have actually yeah. women there who have young and who have potential who, who could do something. So, sorry, Dana. Only fans awaits. Um, Mason Mansoor, no surprise there. Um, yeah, that's a- there was Elise 
Leon, uh, who was her tag team partner, surprisingly, didn't uh, Ferez. Um, they're an NXT women's tag team. They were, they had been with Electra Lopez a bit. They had actually been on the main roster where they lost to the, you know, my, uh, my, uh, Celtic witches. Shanky. This is the one that hurts Celtic my soul. Witches. Shanky got, got released. Someone named Daniel yep. MacArthur, uh, Dabakato, who was a no one. There's someone else. I don't know who it is, but he, but he looks like if Zion Quinn, became a magician and they, they were they had the same role or thought he was Fabio. Um, but the big surprise I think was Dolph Ziggler, which I don't yeah. really know why anyone's surprised other than he's had a long and fairly storied Hall of Fame career, but he hasn't been doing anything and he's just basically a coach. And he's another one who I think they'll let him go on the Indies. Maybe he'll tag with his brother for a year on AEW. He'll, you know, maybe do a little bit here or there, but I think he'll come back as a coach or an agent at some point. I mean, he was in an interview recently and maybe this is what kind of did him in was like, he was joking around about how he was like, I don't know how I still have a job. Like, you know, but you know, whenever they, I'll sit in catering all day. If you're paying me the money, you're paying me. But you know, every once in a while they say, they say, Hey, you've got a couple plays get off the bench and he produces and, and how does he produce? He puts over talent Mm -hmm. again. Like there was, there was a time where if you were new NXT talent, like riddle and who are some other guys that came up through the system, Keith Lee, you had to go through one of three guys or two out of the three, which were Miz, Miz, Ziggler, Sheamus. Oh, and Corbin. Right, and Corbin. So four of them. Mm -hmm. So, and if you went through them and and they gave you their blessing, you were made. But you know who's doing that now? AJ. AJ, you're right. AJ, AJ, AJ Styles is that guy. And even Seth a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um... I mean, Nakamura is that guy, I want to say. Um, well, I, th- I, think, I don't think Nakamura has the office's full faith and credit, though. I think they do. Okay. I think they do. I think they don't think that he can cut a promo other than no speaking English. Well, by the way, I didn't and- even mention Elias because last show we mentioned that Elias was out because he <laughs> said that he had been released. So some of these folks knew that they had been released already. It just wasn't formally done until now. So Elias is right. one. Some people are surprised by that, but we haven't seen him on TV. And of course, everyone, I mean, everyone's timeline is flooded with, but Ezekiel still signed. Okay. Right, right, right. But he too was very nice. Like he's like, I'm I got got to be in WrestleMania with with uh John Cena and and Bray Wyatt and you know memories I'll never forget. Thank God I've I've led a blessed life. The guy the guy knows. He'll be back too. Like it's no no I have I have little doubt that he'll he'll be back. I mean I, I think that in the short run, AEW can't resist having him crack Jeff Jarrett over the head with his guitar, but you know, have a guitar match. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the guy's too big. Like he's too jacked. Oh, well, like well, the well, only well, guy, let's be, let's be real, Jeff. Yeah. The only guy that, 
the one or two guys that AEW will sign would be Ali and Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler because, okay, they can make him and his brother either feud or tag team or both. And Ali because he's a small, jumpy guy just like the other guys. Mansoor. You're not going to sign a Rick B- Mansoor, I don't think, is big enough for them to... they rather go with some rando, like, a, was it El Fantasma or some bullshit when, like when that. When have they made choices? <laughs> I mean, they got they got Rio, Bandito, Commando, Hijo de Vikingo, Gravity. I mean, how, how many luchadors uh, did they get? Right. And they still brought in like Aerostar and uh, you know the guy from in, Inferno. They, they, they still bring in enhancement. That's power. right, and La Plancha and Calistico, uh, the, the Tacos Terribles. Tacos uh, yeah, all I mean, that's that's right. Which I'm 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 almost certain is you, but you know, I so too. Um, incredible. I I I think Dolph makes sense. But whether Dolph would tie himself down to not come back to WWE—that's that's another he question. Be cut off. It's, he can do it. He's fine. He's 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 been a good soldier. Why why wouldn't they let him work with his brother? I I I, I really don't think that they're all that concerned about AEW. I, I really don't think. That I I agree with you. But they're not signing these big guys. Like that was my point. Like Rick Boogs has no shot in hell showing up in AEW. Like Agreed. not 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 a chance. Yeah. Elias maybe for a one spot, like you said, but this is why they haven't hired guys like Eric Redbeard because you look, you make guys like Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy look like idiots. Well, they make you look like idiots too, which is you know you don't really like that. Um, they don't make me look like an idiot. I mean, I'm a, I mean, I mean, we knew that plenty well young veterans were released early. Um, nobody's looking for that, right? Everyone's making pretend that they care about that. Didn't you see that one of them became was it no Jackson Riker? He's the third one, right? No, oh no, no, no he was. No, I'm thinking of the other sons, but yeah, he's a cop now in, in, right. in North Carolina. Look, yeah, is, isn't that yeah. what he always wanted to do? Uh, uh yeah, I, harass minorities. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I just hope. Listen, he's definitely in his academy class voted most likely to show up in a civil rights abuse video. Let's just talk. Listen, if I'm in yeah. trouble, that's 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 the cop I want to see responding. I want to see the guy that looks like Gunner. You know, Jeff. Do you, <laughs> Jeff? Do you think any more cuts are coming? I yeah, I do. I I, I mean, there's so there's so many people that I'm so surprised haven't been caught. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I am in awe that somehow Jensen still has his job. I. I I, I, there are people I don't know what they necessarily see anything in. I mean, I was expecting some bigger surprises in NXT, and I don't mean to pick on her, but like, and and I don't necessarily. I'm not, but I'm saying like someone like a Cora Jade or Gigi Dolan level being released because they just sort of gave up on them, and they have an embarrassment of riches in NXT um, on the on the women's side, especially, and they just keep getting more. I mean. Electra Lopez and Lola Vice are killing it as, as a team. I, I just wish they would build some women's tag teams and stick with them. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I don't think it's done. I think that we'll see some more dribbles. But they're not the only people who have been uh, who've been freed this week. I mean, Ace Steel was released uh, a couple days no. after Punk. Velvet Sky is done with NWA and seems to be back with um, Impact. 
Diana Perrazzo, her contract is over with Impact, so she's a free agent, though I think she's still on a handshake deal with them, as was QT Marshall, but he is uh, he, he signed a short-term extension. I don't know what the hell short-term means there, and I don't know what the competition couldn't possibly have been heavy. Heath Slater is a free agent. We talked about Jay Cargill. She's heavily reported being with WWE. CJ Perry, it's not clear if she's under contract with AEW or if that was just a couple times. Uh, we're, we're, it's unclear. Lost in all the in in all the layoffs and and releases is that Nia Jax is back with WWE, which I would have called you alarm. I lend. It's actually kind of interesting to me. I know it, not everyone digs it, and you know, but you know, there's an addition. Um, yep. And Zilla Fatu separated with um, Booker T's promotion. Was it? It's ROW something something of wrestling. Reality of wrestling. Um, Reality of wrestling. They're both saying the right things. It was just irreconcilable differences. They had they had a difference of opinion as to visions for the future. Um, I'm sure Booker's right and Zilla is wrong. Zilla has been reported as being sort of a problem child, but let's hope that they both made the right choice. I know everyone's going to be saying, Bloodline Edition! Let's hope he's good enough for that. But I don't think if you separate with Booker T and Booker T is not going to give your endorsement that you're going to get a job with WWE just because you're related. But who knows? Speaking of related... The Rock made a surprise appearance on SmackDown. It wasn't advertised at all. Apparently, it was a bit of a surprise because he was doing the Pat McAfee show at the Colorado game and uh, talking about primetime Deion Sanders. Made the trip up there. It did spike ratings, but 103 million people looked at it on social media since then. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, that's right. Everyone's back with you know The Rock versus Roman and WrestleMania. Great. They can talk about it. But I think all you needed to know, and you didn't ask me, but all you needed to know is that you had a show where Heyman was there, Solo was there, Jimmy Uso was there, and there's plenty of bloodline thing, and you didn't have The Rock. Not only did he not interact with any of them, he didn't even mention any of them. The only person he interacted with outside of outside of the ring was John Cena. So that, that's all you need to know about The Rock. He's, he, this, this was a one-off. You think so? Yes. I don't know, man. I think that The Rock is here to stay, but I think it's just too soon to put them together. I mean, all he had to do was, I mean, would you see him talking to Jimmy in the back and, you know, shaking hands and and Paul Heyman rounds the corner and then you see him like hide behind a column or something while he's spying on them. That's all he needed to do. I mean, what? He's not going to see his cousins while he's there? Come on. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They did. By not doing it, I think they told you all you needed. I think there was a they just found a way to take the title off of Roman, um, have Cody go over and still be able to rerun Roman versus Cody in two years at forty one. Okay. Whatever. I think they found a way. Okay. Very good. That could that could be your big prediction uh, now and at end of the year for for twenty twenty four five. Um, other minor news, I guess it's minor news. Becky Lynch won the NXT Women's Title. She's surely going to lose it at No Mercy, which is a no. It's an Extreme Rules no DQ match. And here's my big prediction: I think Nia Jax. They're going to try and recreate the broken face spot. It's going to be like when Tyson Fury oh. knocked out Austin Theory at, at Cardiff. 
and that's going to cost yeah. Becky Lynch the title. So it protects Becky. Tiffany gets her title back. It's back on NXT, and that gives Becky and Nia something to do. But Becky has plenty of allies, and Nia has no friends because she's been beating everybody up. Got it. Got it. I, I, I like that Nia's back. I love it. I'm a big Nia fan. I just need her to keep her hands off of Chelsea Green. I feel a little bit bad, but so much has happened that we didn't mention that Sheikh Adnan al Kaysi died. He died of natural causes at an old age, but Sheikh Adnan al Kaysi, you know, a legend in the business, especially those people, you know, from the territory days, he was like sort of all over the place and represented or, you know, worked with a lot of monsters. He worked with, uh, um, Sergeant Slaughter when he was, uh, 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 Colonel Mustafa. Right, right. Or was he? Was he kind of- yeah, very legendary guy. I, I, I would highly re- recommend that if anybody that doesn't know about his career, definitely pull up the uh, the Jim Cornette YouTube uh, video where he kind of um, you know gives his eulogy of him, and and it's uh, real solid, real yeah. solid. Um. Matt Riddle got himself in some trouble at an airport. Uh, maybe he was intoxicated. He seemed to accuse the security people of groping him. Then he took down the tweet, and they're like, what the hell is he talking about? Um, some people have said that, that they didn't like the way he looked with his hair and his, his toenails or his fingernails painted. They didn't know what to make of him. I'm sorry. It's airport security. They've seen them all. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Riddle was acting like a douchebag. I, I know he's your friend, but... He's he's a he's a he's a goofball. <laughs> not my friend. Yeah. Not like I'm like you know sending him birthday gifts and stuff. Okay, like, all I know is I was face. once on a Zoom conference call that you called me on, and Matt Riddle was in one of the boxes waking me up. That's right, but you know he's big time to us all. Okay, I know you're his ex boyfriend. I got it. Um, <laughs> I, I've also heard that he's sick. He has an in ear ear infection. So if that's legit, maybe that maybe he's on medication. Maybe he that, didn't feel well. Maybe that's not that's insane. Not, Who not, knows? Not, 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 come I mean, in ear infections can affect your balance. So I mean, whatever. The, the story and your to, and your judgment. Yeah, I don't know. The, the story seemed to come. <laughs> the, the, I pretty guess quickly. Inner ear infections, uh, they impact your balance. That explains John Moxley's wrestling career. Yeah, very well, might. Uh, it's also a great defense uh, for someone failing field sobriety tests in DWI, as long as you don't take the breathalyzer and stink to high heaven of booze. Um, AEW can't sell tickets. We sort of talked about it a little bit nope. with with um, Grand Slam, but I think aside from full gear, they haven't sold more than twenty five hundred tickets to any show, and and lots of shows coming up. You know, Dynamite's clip. Well, they don't have house shows anymore. They stopped the house shows. But you know, a lot of these live shows, and some of them being big live shows, they're they're under like seventeen hundred tickets, two thousand tickets. I mean, and you know, yes, some of them are still a few weeks away. But you know, AEW used to sell a lot of tickets right right from jump. Um, so they're having trouble selling tickets, and and it's a trend, uh, you know. And again, that make gives me pause into believing that. Warner Brothers Discovery bought into this company um, at any point. I just, I, I, I just don't see them as being that stupid. But maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think they did. I just think that they they have a say, um, but they don't. I don't think they put any I mean, money into it. I think I have. Heard. I think the leverage is money. Future money is. I think that's what the leverage is. Yeah. 
I have heard that they were thinking about it, and that's part of the pay-per-view thing was to get them profitable, but also that Warner Brothers was going to take a percentage of the of the pay-per-views, even if they weren't on any Warner Brothers thing. And maybe that's where the thirty percent is coming from. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's all whispers. It's all it's all very hush hush. Um, but didn't at one point you 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 said that um, like we ha- we had a source <laughs> that was like. Um, Warner Brothers Discovery really wanted to see how the all out, the all in show. Which which one was it? Wembley all in, right? All in and all out. They wanted to see how back to back these these shows would do, and I think that one they were pleased, one they were not so pleased. Right. Um, Which is probably why, by the way, Grand Slam has been uh, announced in the future. It's going to be a pay per view along with the Wrestle Dream, which I guess is going to be an annual pay-per-view. So they're getting ever closer to that 12. Now, I know that people are, are including Ring of Honor pay-per-views, but one thing that, that Warner Brothers has been consistent about is we're not, we don't want any Ring of Honor product. You want to put it on your AEW shows, but we don't want any Ring of Honor product. I don't know if that's likely to change at any time. I, you know, I don't really see what the big deal is. If, if you want the rest, it's the same damn wrestlers uh, half the time. So... Uh, more than half the time. Anyway, uh, that's speculation. But yes, we had a source. We still have that source. They they're sticking to the story, but but they did tell me at some point that it was done or all but done, and now they keep saying it's not done. So you know, I mean, a little bit of backpedaling going there, but we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll we'll find out soon enough. I keep hoping that someone with a title will go on the record, and they haven't said no. They just haven't committed to a date yet. So. Keep tuning in for that. Anyway, I mean, as far as media stuff is concerned, so far we have been the most right all along with the exception of Andrew Zarian correctly telling the world that there was going to be a Saturday night show. And I scoffed at that. So he was right. I was wrong. He has inside knowledge. He's in, He knows the sales of media people. But, you know, all I'll say is the sales of media people certainly are within the circles and they get information. But it's not always the right information. They're just told to sell things. It's like a week ago, WWE was selling Mustafa Ali against Dominic Mysterio on a PLE, and now it's not happening. I mean, they're just told to sell until they're told to stop selling. So, um, yeah, it's a little simplified, but, uh, you know, and listen, but, and I'm not trying to bury him at all. Hey, I like Andrew Zarian. I like his show. I like him personally. He seems like a very nice guy. He's very interactive. He's very responsive. All I'm saying, I'm going to just point out that that is one I got wrong and he got right. Um, but on everything else, I think we've gotten everything else right. Why do you got to bury poor Andrew Zarian? I'm a jerk. I, you know what, Andrew? I am sorry. I apologize. You're a good guy. Um, You're a better guy than me. Now that you've mentioned it, what, what do you think Dom is going to do? Where, what's Dom? Who's Dom fighting? <laughs> oh, you mentioned he's going to fight um, Dragon Lee. Well, yeah, that's that's supposed to be for Raw, so I guess they're going to have to do some sort of schmaz with that. Um, I don't know. Do you think it's fucked up that they didn't tell HBK, hey, don't book this guy, we're going to cut him? Maybe, but... Maybe the decisions were made afterwards, and maybe HBK knows by running NXT that this shit's going to happen. He's been around this business long enough to know that stuff happens. So I think one of the reasons he has that job is because he knows things like this are going to happen. I think he's going to treat it no different than if there was an injury or, or a sickness or something like that. 
So I'm sure he's not. So you don't think he's gonna be? You don't think he's gonna be pissed? Like what the fuck, Vince? Like come on, no, like, I, give I, don't me a think heads up. I don't think maybe he, he'll probably be like, huh, fuck, that sucks. Okay, well, well, well let's, 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 let's go with whatever our plan B should be, or or let's think about what the new plan is. Be. I mean, listen, this week's RAW was actually flowed pretty well. I didn't think the show was great, but the flow was pretty good, and there was a lot of different segments, and it wasn't like Judgment Day everywhere. But JD McDonough was strangely absent. I don't like the guy. Good. I, I'm not interested. I agree. I agree. Good. But it's weird because he's been prominent with the Judgment Day thing. So I could see him interfering in the Dragon Lee Dominic Mysterio match. And then somehow that gets turned into a triple threat at no mercy. And JD McDonough is mm. much more over in NXT than he is on the main roster, if at all. And it does create a semi interesting tension between someone who wants to be part of Judgment Day but wants a title uh, versus someone who's in Judgment Day and can help him get into Judgment Day but has a title, plus the mm. face Dragon League. And, you know, it's an easy way to protect Dominic and further a main roster story. So that's probably what I would do because while J.D. McDonough is a giant yawn for a main roster PLA, for an NXT PLA, it's par for the course. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think it's a much of a difference between Mustafa Ali and JD Madonna. No. On the overmeter. Probably not. Um let's see, what else we got here? I I, I just want to go back to the TKO merger just to talk about um this stuff with Vince going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You might have – I saw you post like – because I guess Chabello in the um, hustle group was like, Jeff, I need you to explain what all this means. Yeah, Chabello so, Cruz. Shout out to him in the PW Hustle Facebook group. That's right. Friend of the so, show. Sh- friend of the show. And so, yeah, definitely run, run, run through that, Jeff, if you don't mind. Like, Okay. Vince is in some weird position. He's it, it, kind of like a, you your opinion is that he's in a weird position. It conjures up images. Oh, Jesus. Well, I didn't want to. I apologize to, to all the um, the fans listening out here. Um, he's got this title with new title with TKO, right? He's what is it? The executive chairman, something, something or other. Chairman. Which on their flow chart appears underneath Ari Emanuel, and I can't remember who the other guy is. It's Shapiro is the guy's anything Mark Shapiro, and he's titularly above Nick Khan of WWE. And if you look on like a Dana, genealogy Dana chart, he's above where Dana White would be, except Dana White's in the UFC column. Got it. But so nobody right. knows what executive chairman means. It's a made up title. It. I have always thought that it was more honorary or emeritus. Other people say, no, he's the chairman of the board. Well, if he was just the chairman of the board, wouldn't they just call him the chairman of the board? I mean, you, you don't have to call him the executive chairman. There's only one board here. So, right. um, And it's probably because he's not the chairman of the board because in TKO, Endeavor has six members of the board and WWE only has five. So... I'm sure it's honorary, so he's like sort of maybe the chairman. He's like the minority leader in the Senate. He he might be the chairman of the other four people of WWE and still only has one vote. Um, okay, so we have gone through this more than once in some excruciating detail. I don't think people 
really got it because I'm first of all, I'm not sure if we keep the same listeners all the time. I also did this with Mish on Wrestling Soup on at least two occasions. When I was on the PWC, I did this a bunch of times there as well. Um, but the things with Vince are really, really complicated. So basically, whether you think he did anything or not with these various women, it is undisputed that he had them sign non-disclosure agreements, paid money on his own behalf for the corporation, and in at least one occasion for John Laronitis to absorb the liabilities from the company. Did not tell the company. I'm sure in his mind he thought he was at least partially protecting the company. Um, that's all really doesn't matter because he kept it from the company, which therefore did not raise it in public disclosures. You have to let the public know about your liabilities and potential liabilities. So they didn't, you know, probably seven or 10 times over 11 years. Um, and each of those is an SEC violation. These are securities violations. They're probably also New York State violations, but the SEC is taking the lead in that. So I always said just paying it back and the walking away, which I never thought was permanent anyway. I was, I was shocked when he walked away. I, I never thought he'd walk away. Um, uh, the, 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 you know, everyone thought that it was done. No, that just resolved the, the company's tax issues. They could file their amended taxes. They made their disclosures. The money was counted as corporate money, so he's paying the corporation back. It got it out of the way so the Endeavor merger could go out. They didn't have that hanging over the company, but things were still hanging over Vince for his actions. It was revealed that there's a grand jury. There was a search warrant served on his home. Grand juries are criminal. There, there's not, there's not civil grand juries. I mean, they they don't always come back with indictments, but a prosecutor generally comes back with an, an indictment. Um, so, Vince is still facing some stuff, and it could be criminal. You know, yes, it would probably be Martha Stewart, white collar prison, but they do make examples of high profile people like this. Um, it could also, it can be and or fines. It could be end or restitution. It could be end or other penalties. One of those penalties can be that you cannot serve as an officer or member of the board of a publicly traded corporation ever, anywhere, ever, ever again. So Vince has had been saying some rumblings. So that's going on. Uh, Vince has said some rumblings. Well, now the merge is over. Things have sort of uh, plateaued and you know, uh, you know, I don't think there's anything more we can do. Uh, I'm thinking about leaving, um, which could be he believes that's the truth. Doesn't sound like him. It could be like a man who's very prideful and narcissistic and wants to pretend he's leaving on his own terms when he's actually not. And maybe he thinks by doing this, he will avoid at least the public sanction of not being allowed to serve as an officer. Uh, because he's already resigned the position, already resigned the board position. Um, no other company is likely to take him anyway, uh, or at least it wouldn't make big news if he was, you know, if you're thrown off your own board and banned from others, that's big news. If you're already off the board and in, the, in nine months later, you're banned from serving on a board and you're 78, nobody really cares. Um, right. So, and or this could be part of a plea bargain. You know, it could be all of those things. So, that's what's going on with Vince. Um, whether that played into the, the stock going down 15% today, I doubt it. I mean, it was probably because of disappointment over the 1.4 uh, rate increase for the TV. Um, it's 
probably also a part of it. I mean, you know, remember we we did the math. We did the math on how much the WWE was bought for by uh, Endeavor. They paid nine point three billion dollars, and we did the math on how many shares of stock that was. You know, and then then reverse the math, and whatever it was, I think it was like ninety three dollars, something like that. Um, it was, you know, the stock had been as high as one hundred fifty and one hundred seven dollars. So, right. In fact, I think that Endeavor is being sued by some of its shareholders for for uh, for paying too little for it. These would be the WWE shareholders saying that you paid too little. I should have gotten more, which is always what happens. Um, and then there's there's also other suits by. UFC Endeavor shareholders on them not meeting certain expectations. I mean, there's, there's always shareholder derivative suits. It's like a cottage industry. Anyway, that's not of any particular importance. But, um, the, you know, the, the stock was overpriced based on what it sold for a week ago. Um, so some of it might have just been profit-taking as well. So who knows? Whatever it was, it had nothing to do with the releases. Mm-hmm. Wall Street likes when you cut costs. <laughs> they don't like when you cut they costs do. because you're in a in a spiraling downfall, like to avoid bankruptcy. But they like they like when you're doing well and you cut costs. They they might have been disappointed about the the TV rates, um, but it still was an increase. Up up is up. So right. you know, I expect to be a summer recovery. Anyway, that's what's going on with Vince. That's what you asked me about, and. And that's what I think is going on with his little story about, you know, or it may just be that he doesn't like being a figurehead or maybe both. It could be all of those things played into it. I was like, grumble, grumble. I don't want, I don't want to play with these toys anymore anyway. But I certainly want, yeah, I think it's not because he wants to spend more time with his family. (laughs) Right, 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 right. I think it's, it's, it's that. I think he, he is. You know he's a prideful guy. We that we of Vince we know. We don't know really much about this new telenovela uh, villain um, <laughs> version of Vince, but but I, I feel like it's he's one and the same. Um, yeah, I mean I don't know. We'll we'll wait and see what what the what the next move is. But you know, Vince is is again he made money when he sold. WWE to Endeavor and he's now slated to make an additional three billion dollars worth of his stock. So right. he's he's um, yeah, he's got plenty of money. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, um last before we get into rando wrestling news, um any thoughts on the PWI rankings? Pro Wrestling Illustrated released their top 500 is it just same thought as last um, year i couldn't care less about the pwi 500 i reserve the right not to be outraged over these silly rankings made by marks with marky stuff Uh, you know the top three were the shield cute um john moxley has no business being in top three like i said i don't care i mean the, the one that made me laugh is El Hijo del Vikingo at number five. I mean, come on. Right. Over over Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, uh, Brandy was upset, right? Brandy, Brandy Rhodes. Rhodes. 
uh, over J.D. Drake, uh, over Kip Sabian. He, this guy stinks. He can't wrestle. He looks like a kid jumping around. I mean, the, the, the spots they do are like circus dog tricks. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. I, I His outfit looks stupid. It, look, it looks like a bad Halloween costume that you'd be proud that your seventh grader made, but not your 11th grader. <laughs> you know, I, I, just everything about him is ridiculous. I, I I don't understand. You know, I don't. I don't care that he was the triple mania, the, and and kayfabe does play a role in. So the fact that he held the triple mania title and beat Kenny Omega for it, he's held it for two years. You know, in kayfabe plays a role. This is why I don't care about it because it's just it's just so stupid. Okay. Naito didn't even make the list. They said it was an oversight. Yeah, an oversight. Yes, they had to get El Vinkingo de Ego de my ass in there. <laughs> Son of your Son ass. Of my wow. Ass. Son of my hemorrhoid. Uh-huh. You want to hear some ratings? Yeah, let's talk about ratings. All right. So Impact. is a little spotty getting, getting ratings from Impact, but over the last four weeks, I'm relatively sure I've got four 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 of the ratings one was four weeks ago 101,000 three weeks ago 99,000 that would be August 24th the week following uh, was 111,000 and impact 1000 night one night two is tonight or just ended 35 minutes ago but impact 1000 big show the Dudley boys the return of the beautiful people you got Angelina love velvet sky there 107,000. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling four weeks ago seventy two thousand, then seventy thousand, and then down sixty six thousand, then up to seventy five thousand. So New Japan Pro these these numbers are terrible. Their initial number was ninety eight thousand, but I will say for the most of their life they've been hovering between forty eight and fifty five thousand. So there does seem to be some increase, not a lot, but some increase. I'm just suggesting people are you know people who have checked out of Impact or checked out of WWE, checked out of AW, checked out of NWA or MLW or checking into New Japan. We'll see if it lasts, but, you know, it's improvement for them. It's still not great. Um, SmackDown a few weeks ago did 2.443 million, which was down 203,000 the week before, which was the uh, return of Cena and Roman, I think, was on the show. Uh, then the following week, 2.09 thousand, down 430,000. Then this past week uh, with The Rock, with Cena, um, Rock again, not advertised. Two point five seven one million, so up half a million. Um, so pretty good. But obviously, like we've talked about here, and I know that you poo pooed it a lot, but Fox was expecting closer to four million a week. I actually somebody sent me the link, so I listened to the Eric Bischoff Conrad show today that they did. Sort of used the breaking news, and Eric Bischoff, who was with the company when they. In the you know in the three months leading up to SmackDown and probably three or four months when they were on Fox, um, said that Fox's expectations were between five and six million. I never heard that. I heard four million. Um, I don't know if Eric's memory is incorrect or if he's cor- or if he's correct. But either way, whether he's right or I'm right, they underperformed. Either way, it's just a question of how much they underperformed. So there you go. Um, Rampage. Three weeks ago, three hundred seventy-two thousand, which was actually up twenty-four thousand. Two weeks ago, three hundred eighty-five thousand, up thirteen thousand, and then this past week, three hundred thirty-five thousand, down fifty thousand, which is, I mean, three thirty-five is terrible. Um, we used to laugh when Impact did three thirty-five. Now, obviously, Impact would love that now. 
collision. Uh, three weeks ago, 345,000, which was down 207,000. From the last time they did over 500,000, the show where that was the show where I think people thought the punk thing was a work. Um, th- uh, two weeks ago, 476,000, up 131,000. And then this week, back down to 467, down 9,000. Um, raw couple weeks back did 1.704 thousand which was up about 27 thousand from the week prior these last two weeks against monday night football the last week was uh like i think there were four monday night football games all on abc because of the strike and no content and stuff like that but i mean stuff like that's happened before it's not that bad so two weeks ago raw was down 350,000 to 1.353 thousand i very much remember a year ago when they first hit up against Monday Night Football. It was closer to like like between 1.5 and 1.6, which was bad there. So, you know, this just may be the future. I don't know. Um, this past yeah. week, again, against four Monday Night Football games in primetime and four major markets or five, eight major markets, depending. 1.331 down, I think, 20-something thousand. NXT, uh, three weeks ago, 673,000, up 53,000. Um, two weeks ago, the first Becky appearance, 850,000 up 237,000. Bigger aggregate number than when uh, just Dom was on and certainly when Seth was on. Though I'm not sure that they ever hit any quarter higher, but aggregate was higher. This past week, 824,000. So the first time NXT has done over 800,000 back to back weeks. So got to give some credit to Becky for that. Down 26,000, but still. Uh, Dynamite three weeks ago, 887,000, which was up 16,000. Two weeks ago, 888,000. That's a 1,000 difference. And this week for Grand Slam, up 96,000 to 984,000. Take from that what you will. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a crappy number, but it wasn't a million. I would say it's nothing to brag about, but it, it's not a fail either. It's, you know, it's just eh. Um, NWA, last three weeks. The most recent show, which aired on Star Drop Tuesday, 25,000, eight days or, or nine days ago, 50,000, and 16 or 17 days ago, up to 62,000, which doesn't sound so good. It isn't so good, but then we're going to visit our friends MLW, who dropped their new show tonight. And at the time that I uh, looked, 2.7, meaning 2,700 people, 2,700 people had watched MLW with my good friend Selena Dillorenta back on it. Um, That's right. The show from a week ago, only up to 24,000, and the show from two weeks ago, only up to 35,000. So, you know, uh, MLW, which used to be ahead of NWA, is now well below NWA. And uh, I don't know if this is karma for their stupid-ass suits um, or whatever else is going on. I think they brought Matt Cardona in as well. Um, But whatever it is, ain't nothing working. Uh, And one other... Interesting note, I watch NWA, as you know. I dropped MLW, as, as people know. And I, Violent J is renewing hostilities from Insane Clown Posse with uh, Vampiro. And he cut a promo. He sounds exactly like Enzo Amore, which means Enzo Amore is just the Violent J from ICP clown. <laughs> or maybe they're the same person. We just never knew it. Could be. Um, when you were going through the raw ratings, did you mention that that's how I was about to call this man Cesaro Chiampa versus uh, Ludwig uh, Kaiser was Giovanovich? Thank you. Was the lowest rated uh, match ever, ever in history? I did not ever. mention that. And uh, 
listen, I, I don't want this. These guys are both good wrestlers. Uh, I think nobody gives a shit about wrestling, Jeff. Nobody gives a shit about wrestling. That's a true fact. I think Imperium is a good tag team. I think breaking them up is probably a mistake. Ciampa is actually a fairly interesting guy, but nobody gives a damn about Vanilla Midgets. Right. Nobody gives a damn. And when I say, listen, folks, I know when I say nobody, it's hyperbole. I know there are people who do, but it's a, but it's a minor league audience that cares. It, it's basically your, your, AEW or lowest viewed match in the history of Raw. It's your under a million uh, wrestling fan audience, which is 40% of wrestling fans. Um, but, yeah, it's it's easy to avoid. Yep. Um, I, I, I want to say this last piece, you know, I guess going back to the whole AEW thing, because when it was incept- the inception of AEW was an alternative to WWE that was more sports based, more wrestling based, right? And you know, time has proven that nobody gives a shit about that wrestling. Mm-hmm. That they really want the pomp and the circumstance of of just the whole show, the the regalia of professional wrestling, sports entertainment. Regalia. That's what they're there for. And and listen, that's what Vince created. In the territory days, yeah, sure, you had people that, you know, would fill up the sportatorium or, you know, the mid-Hudson Civic Center for a bunch of wrestling shows. But it didn't really gain nationwide prominence until Vince made it a spectacle. And, you know, I guess that's the takeaway, guys, is professional wrestling, as much as you love to believe that this is such the pure sport, it's beautiful, I watch it for this, and Eddie King's, you know, Ring of Honor type wrestling, like, bullshit. If you loved wrestling so much like that, you'd you'd watch Greco-Roman wrestling, which is actually fucking legit, and you don't watch that shit either. So stop, <laughs> stop with the clown shit, the the the, the clownness. Um, AEW's jumped the shark. It's over. Show's over. Synergy. AEW's closing shop. Within the next, I don't know, eighteen to twenty-four months, I wouldn't be surprised if it's still existing. I don't know. I mean, like I said, the the the, the kid who's forty. Oh, we're gonna can, know. can pay for as long as he wants. He could he could buy a TV we're gonna, channel if he wanted to. He's you think he's um, Dixie Carter? Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter was not that wealthy. Her family was wealthy, not that wealthy, and they cut her off. Remember, they cut off her credit card. He has, yeah, but that was like ten years in. That's right. But he he's got he's got plenty of his own money. He'll be fine. Oh, so unfortunate. All right, Jeff. Anything else? Plugs? Um. Well. Uh. Thank you for listening to the show. As far as plugs are concerned, uh, I'm just down to Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Um. Uh, I might be doing some projects on wrestling soup with some interviews. We'll see. Um, I might be on Chris Am's show, the far center. Um, 
I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be, and periodically you can hear me on the Drew Yard experience, but generally you have to be a Patreon. So, yeah, just Garden of the Doom and Garden of Views. Check those shows out. Garden of Doom is sort of occult, paranormal, things that go bump in the night, history, that kind of thing, alternative history. A lot of cool stuff there. Um, and Garden Views tends to be more topical, legal, but I try to do things that are interesting, like space law, uh, I, AI, uh, cyber issues um and you know some other interesting stuff some geopolitics uh so check that stuff out but my plugs are much lower because i have lowered my podcast per week obligations by about four to seven podcasts a week so uh wow good for you good for you oh oh jeff we have a a a last minute call in it we have the former international champion Jan Moxley everybody here he is John how's it going oh wow that's great Um, listen when do you think you're going to come back Uh, the rain in Spain uh, travels mainly on the plane oh fantastic John that's wonderful wow um, is Renee feeding you through a tube or is it tapioca pudding? I like the pudding. Okay, thanks for joining us, John. That's been great. See you later, you clown shoes. Um, guys, thanks for listening to the Hammerlock Hangover. Um, yeah, you can email us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. We know Rick Paisley loves to email us. Thanks, Rick, for sending in all the wild, wild email that you send us. We love reading it. Jeff certainly loves it. He reads it constantly, several times a day. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want us to, to read any of your questions or your comments, please feel free to email us. Um, Jeff, do you know that um, Tubi has softcore porn um, and girl-on-girl anime? Rick Paisley emailed us that. He wants us to know that I based upon know that, uh, but previous... If he, if he, I am interested in the girl-on-girl anime. That is my kink. So, yeah, uh, I'm interested in that list. And he says, love the show, guys. Um, st- be blessed. <laughs> so, All right. Thank well, you, I'll Rick, be girl and girl for... anime and the be You know what? I will feel blessed if, if uh, you supply the information to Steve and he will supply it to me. And everyone will live happily ever after again. That's right. And then Drew Yari uh, uh, reached out Hello, to me. Very are the the legitimate the one wow. and only Drew Yari reached out to me um very um matter of factly who wanted to just clear up clear up any misconceptions we misreported in our last episode that he uh is subscribed to Shutter he wants everyone to know that he's not subscribed anymore oh so guys that's very important not <laughs> Drew Yari is not subscribed he says quote it was whack everyone sell your Shutter stock if, if, if Drew Yari has left that subscription, I mean, there there can't be anyone left. That's right. So, um, thank, thank you for those two bits. Yes, thank of, you for the insider viewer. information on Shutter and uh, more stock tips on the Hammerlock Hangover. This is not a financial and show. We don't email. financial advice. You should seek the counsel of your own financial professionals to seek what's best for you. That's right. Look at this. The, 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 the mailbag. The mailbag was full this week. That's right. It's full of shit. That's a girl and girl anime. So I mean, that that, that could be right. That could be awesome. <laughs>
Listen, I have no interest in OnlyFans. I have no interest in the pictures of Lacey Evans. Girl and girl anime. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, I'm like right, well, on the wire. You keep talking. Don't, and listen. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Guys, um, if you've got any more tidbits to share with us, please make sure you send us an email. That's hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. You know what to send me, guys. Um, you, know, you know what to send Jeff now. Send his, send the links over there towards him. Um, and occasionally you can find me on Twitter, uh, usually defending uh, my father, Vince McMahon, um, from uh, some just nonsense and shenanigans and any WWE slander. Oh my god, I love that mustache. Like he's he's so my dad. I, I'm really have you, have you masturbated to that mustache my... today? No, 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 no. Not no. today, but um, every other day. It, it it's almost after midnight, so like I can't. Like you're like I a gremlin that, if you masturbate it, to his mustache at that, then little Vince mustaches will invade your house. That's right. That's right. I I am thinking of changing my own facial hair to mimic that look. I don't, I don't Do you think, think I can pull it off? Uh, it's like, it's like this. I, I don't it's think like that you're this. Latino enough to ca- to carry off that Gomez Adams mustache. Oh fuck you! Yes, despite you actually playing <laughs> Gomez Adams in Wednesday. That's that's right. That's right. That's uh, what's his name? That's the guy you. that you're always claiming I look like. Luis Guzman. Mm-hmm. Luis yeah, Guzman was also that's in right. uh, Justified Primeval. Uh, he let um, he's been in he a, he's, the bad guy he's get in a lot of things. Oh my God! Yeah, he did. I mean, I mean he does. He does a lot of movies. Well, listen, those uh, bad guys—they can be very. Uh, what's this? Slippery. Yes, they can. Luis Guzman. If you were to guess how many movies he's been in, how how many movies would you would you guess? Like one hundred and seven. Oh, you're under. Is that movies? Just movies? Uh, just not movies and TV? Just movies, as according to IMDb. A, as an actor, he has shown up in 167 movies oh. and TV shows. Well, good for fucking you. No wonder you're so rich. No wonder you support that See, no wonder I, And no wonder I'm so busy. There you go. Um, all right, guys. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you in a week, two weeks, question mark. I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. Take care, everybody. Stay with my friends.